0: real estate over there and hustle over here got real estate over there and hustle over here welcome to the uninvited house guest podcast i'm tony stanford
1: i'm joy bailey thank
0: you for checking us out so this one isn't as juicy as the ones we usually get (laughs) but the question is my lease is up in august when should i start applying for pre-approval slash looking for houses um joy you talk from a mortgage broker perspective i'll talk from a realtor perspective what you got
1: so um I guess the professional answer I'm supposed to give is you know, you know, 6 months to a year um just for planning purposes so that you could potentially um get ahead of any things that you know, savings, things you need to put on, you know, like make sure your credit is okay, pay down debts, you know, all of the things. Um oh lord, the real answer I ain't going to lie to you. Sometimes we like, look, call us within 90 days. So it is hit or miss, but generally speaking, you know, you you want to know something a couple months before you need to resign a lease. So I'll say, you know, six months or so should be sufficient. And you, you know that you got bad credit. Somebody's going to ask you, because one of my questions I always ask is, okay, so how's your credit? And if your answer starts with, Oh, mm, I don't know. Mm. (laughs) You need to to start sooner rather than later. Um, But generally speaking, um, and I I think a year is a long time because markets shift so much and things like that. And so, you know, six months is a good happy medium.
0: Okay, I like that answer. I would also add, so typically when you have to move out, right? You have to give, I don't know, between the 30 and 60 day notice, right? So if August is, I don't know which is, if August is the deadline to move, that means you really need to know two months beforehand, whether you're coming back or not. Otherwise you would be in the lease agreement regardless, um, because you have to give that notice or at least say you're going month to month and I'm sure month to month is really expensive. So either way you need to make that decision sooner than later on um, from that perspective. So that means by June one, you would need to know I'm moving based on kind of how you're, um lease agreement is set up. So say that that's the first part. The second part is as Joyce said, ninety days is probably typical because, assuming everything's in a row, um, because you have to also consider um that's as long as the pre approval lasts, right? They would have to come say, Hey, I need an extension on my pre approval, et etc cetera, et cetera, just to make sure that my money is still good. Right. We've seen last year where the market shift very drastically from one quarter to the next. So as a result, you do want to have a tight window, but you also don't want to put yourself in the corner. Um so that being said, again, June 1st is essentially your deadline. It's now January. Um, you would probably want to get hit the ball rolling pretty much now, probably beginning February um, at the latest, in my opinion, for two reasons. Um, inventory is like, say, we do have a lot more inventory than we had, say, last year. Um, so obviously that's a good thing. But the other part of that is depending on what your price range is, it's going to determine what you can actually afford. And based on that, it may be less houses available than than you possibly can, can be of that you would like. So if your budget is on the lower end, you probably want to get started way sooner than later. If your budget on the higher end, then obviously you got time. The other caveat I would say is if you're looking at new construction, um, unless they have in move-in ready homes, you would have to also get on the list and they have their build time. So some are as many as ten months out. Some are you know six months, and some don't kind of start uh, talking to people until they're pretty much ninety days from completion. So it depends. Um, Which, again, I hate that answer, but it does depend on what um, you're looking for as far as the housing. Um, Because, like I said, it's not just your finances and your credit. It's also the inventory, which is the bigger piece or the real piece. So, again, if you're very particular, I want this, 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 and this zip code on this street. Again, you kind of, you have to play it based on how that neighborhood kind of releases houses.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then... (laughs) I mean, I had a lady contact me yesterday um, because she wanted to get some advice on how she should move as far as her career is concerned. And I asked when she was wanting to purchase, and she's looking at, you know, August-ish time frame. And that was a good window of time. Like, if you forecast yourself needing to change jobs industries things like that you definitely want to get ahead of that and have that conversation sooner rather than later so then you'll know how to adjust your anticipated timeline Um, my advice to her was to sit tight don't change anything because you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you've changed the way that you get paid and i really want to highlight that i'm not telling you not to get a new job but if the way that you get paid changes and it's not something that you can show a history of, potentially that could be problematic. And that was her scenario because um, actually she'd seen something that I'd said on a social media post and so she wanted to inquire and create a plan. So I, I thought that was the responsible thing to do. Um, but y'all, please, you know, six months is generally going to be more than enough time because you knew you wanted to buy a house three months before that. So, you know, it it doesn't, it shouldn't just be something that you just wake up one day and decide, oh, I'm going to buy a house tomorrow. So
0: <laughs> Very you know. true. I also, also would say that you probably do want to put your lease agreement to kind of see what the rules are if you do have end up breaking your lease and things like that. Um, I remember a home I sold maybe two years ago now. Uh, the lady I sold it to, I think she only had the, she broke her lease like four months early. And she only had to pay like three days worth of housing because they were able to lease it so fast because, of course, there's housing shortage in the area, right? Um, so depending on way the lease is set up, you might not have to, you could technically resign and then back out if the lease is set up that way, right? Um, so again, it's probably great to, you know, take out your lease, review it, see what it looks like, have a um, a conversation with the, you know, the manager of the community, if if it's that, or a personal house. Um but again just to get all your information so that you can use that as you as your guiding light as well. Um but definitely like I said, I think six months would be ideal and again as we said, if you're trying to move in August you'd need to know by June. So six months would be now, right?
1: And again, ideally at that six month mark, you would have just been a responsible steward of your money and you've already been saving and so the gap in money that you may need to add to the money you've already been saving um hopefully isn't as wide you know if you make forty thousand dollars a year it'd be a little challenging for us to tell you to save twenty thousand dollars in six months so you know that's that's another thing to consider as well
0: definitely i think that's really a good point um so i guess the question or not the question the answer is it depends on how prepared you you are so preparation will put you in position to move quickly um, meaning that, hey, you see the house that you like, it's ideal, you can jump on it, move forward, and kind of be in your house in 45 days, right? Um, and again, if your lease is set up correctly, you could break your lease early, you not even got to worry about, you know, waiting until August. Um, the opposite end, hey, they're going to make me stay to the last day or I'm going to pay, you know, my rent and the mortgage, and I'm okay with that. Um, so you got to kind of make those decisions. But again, having all the information, um, obviously coming as a prepared power uh, of money for your mortgage, that helps as well. Um, but, yeah, ultimately, like I said, basically January, February should be the your start time because, again, you need time to, to say that you're not going to resign your lease. So I, I think that was a great question.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: So we got this segment of the podcast where we do like a trending topic. It's just a real quick blitz. Um, if, it's, if a discussion gets too good, it'll turn into further discussion later. But it's called Mortgage Points. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's about mortgages, obviously, or potentially about mortgages. Um, And today's topic is... So one of our favorite banks is back in the news. Uh, What bank is that?
1: Wells Fargo. Mm
0: -hmm. Why are they in the news this time?
1: So yesterday, the internet was on fire because um, some people took some articles that um, stated that Wells Fargo was restructuring. But they took it to mean that Wells Fargo was quote-unquote, getting out of the mortgage game. And so, you know, I want to just highlight that that's not true and just kind of explain what is going on, but also with the disclaimer that I don't work for Wells Fargo. Um, I never have worked for Wells Fargo. But it is important to me to make sure that we have um, accurate narratives and information out. Uh, Wells Fargo is huge, 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 huge Wells Fargo is one of the largest loan servicers in the country. Uh, Wells Fargo is one of the largest mortgage lenders in the country. And so what you all as a public don't realize is that they're able to create revenues so many different ways. Um, This is just one channel that they're closing down and probably temporarily or just reducing um, temporarily. So... You can go to a bank, walk in the door, and say, hey, I want to get a mortgage. They're going to sit you down, talk to a loan officer, and you'll go through a loan application. That's one avenue. Another avenue, you can call the 1-800 number. It's going to go to Wells Fargo. That's a different avenue. Like, the pricing, everything is completely different. Like, those are two different avenues. Another avenue is where Wells Fargo, and a lot of other banks as well, Um partner with or extend their loan products to other lenders um, in an effort to continue to create revenue without even having to talk to the client. And that's what that is. So a correspondent channel is effectively, as I stated earlier, I don't work for Wells Fargo. However, I can provide you with some Wells Fargo loan products. And the reason that I'm able to provide you with that is because Wells Fargo has created these different partnerships and alliances. And they say, hey, um, ABC Mortgage Company, you can sell our jumbo loan product. They, that takes all of the origination tasks off of them, all of the underwriting and processing tasks off of them. We get a chunk of money, they get a chunk of money, everybody's happy. And so that's how they've been able to grow so large. So what they're doing now is they're just pulling back. Um, They're going to drastically reduce their correspondent channel. So I know for a fact I will no longer be able to offer any Wells Fargo products. I know that because an email came out uh, at work telling me that. And so a lot of people got emails like that. It doesn't impact consumers. It doesn't mean that Wells Fargo is going out of business. It doesn't signal that there's a crash ahead and they're trying to get ahead of it. So if that's how you interpreted it, like a lot of people were kind of tap dancing a little bit when this came out. Please don't. This is not abnormal at all. Um, the mortgage industry holds together the entire economy, if I'm being honest. And so when things shift, mortgage has to shift as well. And so they're just reorganizing it a little bit, going to put some attention in some other areas a little bit more. Um, If you make your mortgage payment to Wells Fargo, um, there is a chance that they're going to sell your loan and you will be making your mortgage payment to somebody else. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So, nothing about any of this is abnormal, and there's no need to panic.
0: Really good points. Um, I would, I guess, also say or summarize rather, they're actually just pivoting from trying to reach as many Americans as possible to focus on basically their existing customers um, as well as their efforts in the minority communities. Um, so, I think that's good. Some things that we kind of didn't talk about is obviously that means some people will probably get laid off, which, again, that's obviously what's going on with the just economy in general. Um, But I also want to say something I learned that I didn't know kind of just on those research on this Wells Fargo thing is that they uh, essentially have such a big uh, impact on the African-American community specifically as far as being the number one lender um, to to us. And I didn't know that. Um, And it's partially because I'm not from the area and I don't have a we don't have a Wells Fargo I'm from. Um, but also just because I just wasn't aware, I'm typically hearing negative news about OS Fargo. So this is kind of the first somewhat positive information. Um, and I know one of their um, HR professionals came out and said they would be actually looking to hire more uh, minority uh, mortgage loan consultants and professionals. So I think that's obviously a positive step as well. So um, yeah, I'm, 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 I like the news, I guess. And again, hopefully people uh, will use this podcast to get the real tea on what's going on so that they will, again, know that, again, they're not quitting the business. They're just pivoting um, so they can be more aligned to what their goals and, you know, um, getting their, their ducks in a row for, financially.
1: Yeah, so. I think they're part of it. They're looking to um, try to compete a little bit with what Bank of America is doing. Um, I guess the technical term is uh, special purpose credit programs, And so, they're being created within lenders now for them to be able to lend their own monies, you know, and create programs to try to close that um, wealth gap or home ownership gap. And so, they're going to try to focus a little bit more in that area. Honestly, my guess is this is some sort of an agreement that they probably came up with with because, you know, they've been getting their hands smacked, I think they were uh, in a little bit of hot water when, when uh, refinances were going on during the pandemic. And so, again, you know, in addition to having fines and things like that, sometimes, you know, the the fine print of those negotiations require um, lending organizations to do a little bit extra to try to make up for any potential negative impact um, on particular communities. Um, so I think that that's, that's the part of what could be driving this. But they're not going nowhere. They still, they will still take your money, uh, <laughs> happily take your money um, to help you get a home loan. So nothing to panic about, just people wanting likes and clicks.
0: <laughs> and I'll just say the last part of... Uh... This is essentially what Bank of America and J. Morgan Chase did in 2008. They they did that, and they kind of stayed at that, that kind of position as far as they only going to focus on a certain type of customer and kind of work that program. Um, so essentially, Wells Fargo is, like I said, just pivoting from what they were doing to something that will make it more profitable for them, which, of course, they're in business to make money. So that's what they're going to do. Um, so definitely, I'm glad we could clear that up. And, and guys, if you guys, of course, have any questions about that, definitely uh, hit Joy because she is the expert on this. Um, But, yeah, we definitely want to, again, as we always do, give you guys the real information on what's going on so that you're not caught in the headlines and thinking the world is coming to an end when, in fact, things are just changing. So, all right, well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Hopefully we've uh, shared some stuff that you can use to spark some discussion with your family and friends. If you love what you heard, please uh, share like the episode um again we need more people to listen to get the information again our goal is just to help people to become homeowners um again that's one person at a time so definitely if you like what you heard share this with someone thank you peace paid off got a house that I own